Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. And what is going on, guys? We are back. Um, a little bit of time between the last episode. What happened was we've had a lot of comps coming up. Obviously, season B is well into swing um, in Victoria. So I ended up having like 17 athletes across three states last weekend. So just getting ready for that. And we're in the gear up to nationals at the moment. So lots going on on the comp side. So that's why I actually thought, while I've got some time, I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to make it super what I'm seeing at the moment, trying to keep in touch with what I'm seeing in the industry, not only now it's completely comp side, but what I'm foreseeing that's going to happen in the next coming weeks. So if I could get this out pretty early, it's going to be, might help you if you are competing in the next couple of weeks or you have competed, it might help you to put a little stop sign across the way. And that is the topic of post-comp. I think it's something that I know a lot of people are well aware about, but it is also another thing where I think it's the most laxed thing in the fitness industry at the moment. And if you are, a lot of people are all hyped about talking about what are you doing for prep? How are you prepping for this? And then show day comes and it's just like a boom, train crash. Okay, I have not planned anything past show day and you kind of left there with a sense of lost of what do I do now? Um, should I go for another show? Should I have a couple of years off? Do I need to grow here? I didn't get the results that I want placing wise. So where do I go from? And this is something that I know a lot of athletes and even myself um, have asked myself the question quite a lot of times. And it does definitely come into now after doing quite a lot of shows, having a post-comp plan or planning your off-season to a T. Um, for obviously, if you're looking down the competitive side to get even better, having better results in that way and improving on your last stage performance, or if you're not going to compete again, it is still just as important to look into a post-comp plan. Um, So let's have a talk about it. You've done your prep. You've gone on stage. You had a fun day. You may not have had the results you wanted or you did get the results you wanted and you're looking at the day after or even the day after the show. Many of people would just be like, sweet, I put my absolute all into this show. I did everything that I can. I'm absolutely exhausted. I'm going to rest, eat some food that I've been craving and looking through Instagram at food porn on, and I can just indulge for a few weeks and relax and take it easy. And sadly, it would be perfect if this was the life, but that is legit the worst thing that you can do, 100%. So we're going to have a few talks about that. Um, firstly, post shot show, a massive common mistake that I see as a coach, um, and advice that I give to a lot of my clients, are straight after your show, you walk off stage and I see 90% of people 
bam, chocolate, bam, into all these foods that they've been craving. They're holding on to that one minute that they can't have that block of chocolate, one extra second, as soon as they're off, they're straight into it. Um, and you've just got to think, okay, how's your body going to respond? You've depleted your maybe lack of water, you're depending on what you've done to push for that day, and boom, you've just given it a 1,000 calories of straight sugar. Um, it's probably not going to be that best <laughs> response, or it's not going to be like adequate for your body, what it actually needs at that time. So my best advice, what I do give to a lot of my clients is to pack a proper meal with good fats, healthy foods, complex carbohydrates, but still make it fun. So I know definitely like a burrito bowl with avocado, hummus, uh, like nuts, um, all of those type of foods fills you up. Yes, you can have that chocolate, but first fill up on a proper meal because you're going to be so hungry that that chocolate's going to boom, gone before you even know it. And you're still not hungry and you're going to keep going and going. So the biggest thing is to fill up. Um, definitely on something like a burrito bowl, something like that's quite light but full of like good fats that's going to fill you up. Um, and then it's definitely my team seem to go a lot to Grilled Burgers, which is a burger, burger place, which are clean burgers um, with sweet potato chips. So then again, you are also having complex carbohydrates that's going to further fill you up, then start looking at having a few snacks after that. Um, and you should be pretty full that you're not going to be smashing 24 Krispy Kreme donuts um, and having to suffer the consequences after that. So that's one of my biggest advices for first-time competitors. Anyone that's doing a show is to start thinking about that, just to set yourself up on the right foot. Replenish the body first because in those last last few weeks, you are pushing your body to the bitter end. Put proper fuel sources back in um, and, yeah, then go from there. Okay, that comes down to then sugar reintroduction into your body. So, Obviously, you haven't had sugar. You've been eating on a pretty clean diet for maybe 16, 12, 20 weeks, whatever your prep is. And then the biggest thing I like to see is how sugar is going to affect someone. Um, and for me, this was huge. Like I just realized that I kind of turned it into I had a few bits and sugars laying around. And then I got these cravings that were like more intense than I've ever had once I had maybe a little bit of sugar on my first or second show afterwards, I'd wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, okay, I might put some chocolate in my oats. And then it just started going like, I need this sugar, I need sweets. And it's going to hit you because it's something that hasn't been introduced into your body for such a long time. So you're automatically your um, hormonal brain, your back into caveman days is going to kick in. Um, and it's going, we need sugar now. It's in a vast supply around us. Search it out. And we live in a such an easy everyday environment that you're going to try and get that um, and look everywhere for it. So this is where obviously self-discipline is a huge factor. Um, it's all well and good to have a few treats here and there, but stopping out, like for, for example, a story after one of my pro shows, I remember I was actually work, working at the time, I had a lunch break, drove to the nearest 7-Eleven, I was like, oh, I'll just grab some Krispy Kremes and that would be cool for my lunch break, just have a little bit of a treat. Um, got there, I was like, I'll oh, stuff it, I'll buy the four pack, 
Um, so then I'll have maybe one each day. And without a word of a lie, within the drive home, I already finished those Krispy Kremes before I even got back to where it like the five minute drive. And I remember pulling up and like, oh God, this can't be good. Um, and just the way I used to think about um, like sugars all the time, I could not get, get it off my mind. Um, and this is, yeah, a huge factor in coming into it. And why I seriously don't recommend is just sending it on sugar straight away, um, which is going to set you up on those days like coming in the days after that you're going to be craving sugar so hard. What your body really is looking for is fats and something that's going to sustain you. Um, coming into that is of course, on that same topic is being disciplined with yourself. And that's coming to, okay, it's all well and good to have maybe the day night of the show have a few treats. The day after, maybe have a few treats. But then the day after that, say if you compete on a Sunday, Monday, maybe have a few treats. Tuesday, you're back on your reverse. You're super tight. Um, there's no little bit of, oh, maybe I'll just have a little bit of this. Or getting into those type of foods it's definitely, okay, you have to be strict again um, because one day can easily turn into one week. One week can turn into one month. And when you start going down that function, you might have lost 10 kilos in your prep. Bam, you're 30 kilos up on before where you even started. And it's definitely something I've seen way too often and definitely do not wish that on anyone. So, Definitely keeping structured back onto your reverse. It doesn't mean need to be that reverse is going to be your peak week plan or lower calories. It's just a structured plan to keep you kind of sane and away from those sugar cravings. And it's keeping structured again. You got to think in while you're on prep, you're slowly depleting your calories. And if you just take it into a huge surplus of maybe a thousand calories higher than what you already had, well, your body's going to be like, okay, where the hell have all these calories come from? We're going to have to store as much of this as body fat as we can. Um, definitely, if you were on lower calories, it's even a worse effect and a bigger rate on that. So that's definitely something to think about. We'll go into that further. But same with planning your off-season is... Knowing in yourself, the top things, if you're looking, you should be looking around the peak week already starting to plan your off-season and where you're kind of going. And it's already the biggest thought and the biggest misconception I do hear, and I even hear it from other coaches as well. Um, and it's that thought that your show body is maintainable. And this is, I've heard it at shows, I've heard it come from all different people saying you shouldn't put on one to two kilo from your show weight. And to be honest, in my opinion, that is totally bullshit. Because <laughs> in the end, I can lose four kilo, three to four kilo the night before the show with what I do with my peak week. Um, so to, just in water weight alone, I'm already going to, within one day, put on two to three kilo. Um, obviously, you're gonna hold a lot of water if you're having the reintroduction of sodium or cheat meals or anything after your comp. Um, but there is a little kind of truth to the fact is you want to have a slow increase of weight. It doesn't mean that you need to send it to and get 10 kilos in bloody two weeks, but
but having your stage weight, your abs, where you're on stage is definitely not something that you can maintain. Um, even me, myself, I know I stay pretty lean year round and that's kind of what I push myself on is I do lean gaining and that even in saying that at the moment I'm around 20 kilos up from what I am on stage. So that just shows to the level of depletion that I go to um, and I still have all my abs 20 kilos up. So that's the difference between just holding at that rate where you're eating stuff all calories and then you're expecting to eat more food and stay at that rate. You're setting yourself up straight up for failure. In saying that, it doesn't mean you need to, yeah, get fat as, lose everything, push everything away and live an unhealthy life where you can just eat whatever you want. You can have these cheat meals um, daily and do all those type of things. Um, definitely in your reverse comp plan is the best time for you to reset your system. You did take it down to everything. As you start to build up, build your calories up, um, increase your strength, increase everything else, hormones start turning on. And for me, I actually believe that in that reverse phase, that's the biggest time I've actually put on lean muscle mass. Um, I came in at 70 kilos at my last show, never been over 80 in a gain season. Um, and when I was 80 before that, I actually like had zero abs. And now I'm holding at 86, 87, and I have pretty good definition. Um, my off-season and on-season plans are pretty similar. Like all it is, the difference is volume. So the foods are very similar. Um, I might have a cheat meal once every two weeks or something, but it's just keeping it structured on eating clean and just making sure like in the end I eat to my goals. And that's just something to put on to that. If you're in a post-comp and you're saying, okay, now I've done that competition prep, my goal is no longer uh, just to get as conditioned as possible. I want to start to grow size. You're going to have to go into some type of surplus. If you're going to, like, this is another big thing with females, which it gives them a little bit, and I, I definitely see it in the post-comp, and gives them a little bit of an irk when they do go into um, an off-season or a reverse plan is your whole goal for that whole prep, 16, 20, 8 weeks, however long you are prepping, was to lose weight. And now you've got to put on weight. So it's like, well, I don't want to do that. I just lost all this weight. Why am I going to put it on? Okay, and it's there's a difference between putting on weight and putting on fat, as in adipose body tissue. That's the biggest thing, and I think especially guys love it. They're like, yeah, I'm 100 kilo, getting massive, where girls do not want to put that weight on. So I, even I have I, I've talked talked to some of my girls that are in off-season, and they're questioning me, and they're like, you're saying that I should lose, like after coming back from after a holiday, after a little bit of non-structure, and they're like, okay, what are we going to do in our off-season plan? And I'm like, all right, we want to put on some weight and lose some body fat. And they're like, wait, wait, what? lose body fat, but put on, how's that work? So you're focusing on putting on lean muscle mass as your goal. So you're going to eat towards that goal. Um, having pizzas every day does not lead to that goal. Um, it's eating, eating clean foods and training intensity, making sure you're growing that muscle and not sending it to kingdom come thinking that I want to reach a hundred kilos on the scales because that means I'm getting massive. Um, yeah that rant over. <laughs> okay, so 
what will happen with that surplus spike? So you are spiking up, and this is another big misconception when you do reverse, is that, oh, okay, I'm just going to go back to what I ate pre-comp. And this is something that's huge as well, is your body's not going to react the same way after going through 16, 20 weeks of your comp prep. Um, everything's going to be different. Your base metabolic rate is going to be lower. Um, so you have to rebuild that up again. You may be eating, you were eating 2,000 calories when you started and you held a pretty decent rate. If you go straight to that, you might be putting on a kilo a week of body fat and it's probably not the best thing. So it's starting at not saying that you need to go back to that peak week line. Again, it's just pushing on to maybe something halfway and then slowly watching what you do. And that's why it is very important, just as in the on-season, is to definitely take measurements throughout your off-season as well. Not in the fact of thinking, oh shit, I need to make sure my skin folds go down, my girths go down. You're going towards your goal. So you have to refresh. My best advice and what I do with my clients is like, here, here's a brand new sheet. Let's not even look back at what we were because that's what's not, not our goal. We've got something new now. So we're planning on putting on lean muscle mass. We're going to have to go into a surplus. So there's no point comparing what you were in peak week measurements to now. So we're starting on a completely fresh page. Um, setting goals that may not be comp related. So maybe they are comp related. They say, okay, you need to work on your legs. You need to build your lats. You need to build your shoulders, but also having other goals in maybe you want to inbuild your, rebuild your cardio, do some different types of fitness, do some rock climbing, um, work back on building your hormone up level levels up. Um, if you did, especially in the females, making sure that you start increasing fats again to get all your systems running, rebuild your period back. Um, setting goals like that is definitely a good way to, okay, now I've got something to go towards. It's not just the train crashes and you've got nothing to go for after comp, um, if it is comp prep or not um, related. So... The other side to this is, yeah, it is scary. You might be scared of going back to, if you, especially I find with my clients that have had that weight loss transformation, maybe they lost 20 kilos coming into a prep and their prep was that goal of they did have this massive weight loss and they're thinking, I do not want to go back to where I was or I lost 15 kilo and last time I was 80 kilo, I looked, I was fat. And it's knowing that, I think I've had a lot of these conversations with my clients and it's like, if you're training five to six days a week and you're eating relatively clean in a surplus, how are you going to get fat? Um, it's a bit different if you're going out and eating burgers and donuts and not training at all and just crash stop everything, but your body composition is going to change at that weight. So even though you might be, say, 50 kilos, for example, and you were overweight 50 kilos, yeah, you're very short, um, overweight 50 kilos, and you lose 10 kilos in a prep, and you're down at 40 kilos, and then you build back up into a reverse, your 50 kilo physique might look very, very differently to when it was before you were training, before you had that transformation. Um, and that's just playing the game. So it's like being less strict on yourself when you're jumping on those scales. Scales is only a number. It does not represent anything about you. And I think girls more than guys have a very emotional 
um, representation to that number that it's that equals good or bad, going up, bad, down, good. Um, and it's just something that's not completely at all um, a, a fact. So it's making sure eating towards goals. Again, I'm saying that over and over again. So the other side of it is, yeah, fearing the off-season more. And it might be not like, oh, no, I'm so scared. I'm going to blow out. I'm going to get fat. I'm not tra- I've stopped all my training. I'm doing everything like that. And it's definitely not that. It is worrying too much about food. So you're at work. You're thinking about food. You're thinking about, Jesus, I've got to swap these calories out with these calories. I need to make this. And it's over-obsessively thinking about the food. And this is also dangerous. It's not the greatest byproduct. And I think this is more something that people don't talk about in their post-comp. Everyone will be like, oh yeah, I blew out, but I got that under control. Or you do see that, but the people that don't blow out and just over-obsess, they still go out to maybe like family dinners in their off-season and they're packed their meals perfectly and they're scared to have an untracked meal. Um, And it's definitely walking down the lines of getting close to eating disorder behaviors. And it can be a huge part, and like I have seen it personally. Um, personally, going through it, like I, I don't think I'm too much. I might have a little tinge in it still, um, but I'm pretty like I- I- even now. Like I won't go eating bread. I won't go drinking milk because I know it. In it doesn't work for me. And yeah, it could be a little bit of a tinge of like, why don't you have it? But for me, it's just, I know I'm always training for performance. If I go out and have a doughy as pizza, I know my training is going to be shit the next day. So I'm not going to go down that track because I've already pre-taught myself. If I eat a Parma, holy hell, I'm going to crash so hard that it's not worth that. And for me, I'm pretty active throughout the day. I train multiple times a day. I know what foods work well in my body but going on the other half of it is completely fearing it i will if i go to a wedding or if i go to a party i'm not going to bring my own foods um i'm going to make worse and you know what i don't think about it i don't think self-punish myself i don't go shit i'm gonna have to go to the gym and walk this off because you have to really balance in this sport the difference between off season and real life versus competition prep. In those 16 to 80 weeks, it may feel like life and it may feel like everything you do, everything you think about, you're looking up everything, you're looking up all the hashtags on Instagram, talking about this, that it comes so involved with your life and this is, in the end, something that's built so strong for those weeks that it's hard to switch that off in the off-season. But you've got to think this is a hobby. This is not, this is not your life. If you think you're going to end up being making millions of dollars in a just by winning a pro card, it's not going to happen. Um, so talking on that side is making sure that you do things maybe that you get back into using those goals again that we were talking about earlier is reconnecting with old friends, going out and doing social events, um, all of those type of things. Don't go ju- like judging other people and trying to pull everyone in and trying to convert them like a uh, I don't know, some religion person or a bit, or, or like CrossFitter or something like that, um, trying to pull them into your whole world and making sure that everything's structured around you because in the end, you have to. it's something that you definitely may have to work on, set your goals, and then always revert back to that number one question. I might have said it on this podcast. I can't remember. But my number one question for any 
type of problem you might have coming forward is, will this take me further to my goals or further away? Am I getting closer or further away? So that's the biggest thing is, okay, in your off season, are you taking your structured little meal prep of turkey or whatever into this wedding and you're thinking, okay, one of my goals is to reconnect with friends and increase my social life, you're definitely taking a step further away from that. Not saying that you then have to go and smash all of the cake and all of the dessert, but in the end, it's still having that discipline to not only be disciplined on stopping yourself from going nuts, but also be disciplined on not enjoying life and letting this comp prep go into that life. And that's 100% a rant I think needed to happen um, because it's just something that no one talks about. And I know it does happen quite a lot. So <laughs> after that one, um, yeah, fear of fear food. So my best advice for overall summary on everything that I mumble jumbled and ranted on for, for this podcast is the ways to stay on track, my top dot points. That's already, this whole podcast has been around it, setting new goals and eating towards them. Um, In all all aspects of that, that is probably the number one thing that you can take away from this podcast. Um, And that's in all factors, making sure that if you are looking at, you want a pro card, you want an Australian title, you want a world title, well, you're going to have to train in that way before you earn it. Um, You're going to have to train like a pro physique dude before you are a pro physique dude to keep up with them. So, or on the other half, building your social for, uh, social group, building your hormones back, doing all those type of things as well. Plan your off season. Um, if that's with a coach, if that's without a coach, I know I already give all my clients free um, reverse plan and I 100% reckon maybe, maybe more now, but back when I first started, I would have said like 10% of people would have stuck to them and everyone else sent it. Um, so it's getting more because this education is coming out a lot more now, but working with a coach in not only your on season, but your off season as well. And helping them going towards those goals, especially if you are staying competitive, but keeping in track with your measurements, making sure that you're going in the right direction, making sure that everything is still controlled. And that leads to that next dot point. Do not stop training. Do not stop tracking. It's keeping consistent. In the end, if you're going to do well in this sport, you should be an athlete. An athlete means if you're training for something, you're always an athlete. You don't walk around and go, you know what? I'm going to be an athlete for 10 weeks and that's it. And I'm going to look amazing on stage. Unlikely that happens. It's that you got to live this life. You should already be quite like into health and fitness if you're competing in a bodybuilding show. So it's continuing that. It's not going to be a train wreck comes, hits you, days over. You're so wrecked after all the competition that you take two weeks off and don't track any meals whatsoever. And um, exa- like, because your body's just gone from burning a certain amount of calories, getting used to the weight training, getting used to a structured eating plan, and you just stop all that in one day in a hit. That's what I call that train train wreck effect. You've just stepped out in front of a train. So you're going so fast and you've just hit a sudden stop. And how do you think your body's going to respond to that? Plus, you're missing the best time to grow muscle um, in that reverse phase. And then it's like after that anyway, if you stop and you're free eating and doing all those things, where do you go off from after that? You're going to have to go back into a deficit, which is not the best 
alternative if you've then put on 5, 10 kilos, pushing back into a further deficit when you should be building up your base metabolic rate up higher instead of going backwards. And that's going to prolong your off-season if you are looking to compete again or if you're not, prolong kind of the ultimate goal, which is building lean muscle or eating the most amount at a maintenance rate. Um, So, yeah, that's why I don't like – I like people that – Maybe you can have one day off, but then it's like, cool, back into the gym. But like, it doesn't have to be as flat out with the amount of cardio, but still don't just stop it all. Slowly phase out of it. Your body likes things in slow structures, not just jumping into ice cold water. Um, My other number one top advice, and this is a huge one that I've learned myself and I've seen around and I preach this to every single one of my clients and when I see it, I can already picture it happening. Don't stockpile foods. And I'll say this over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Stockpiling foods is a recipe for disaster. Um, That is in your collecting foods such as chocolates, Um, such as that, maybe putting them in a drawer, putting them in a container, uh, getting all the things that you're craving and you're still buying them and stockpiling them up, stockpiling them up. And while this is a straight recipe for, for failure is because you're going to come home from your show. Maybe you'd listen to me, had a few complex meals filled up next minute. You're like, cool, I'm going to open my box, eat some chocolate. Cool, you'll feel sick after half a block maybe. You're like, all right, cool, go to bed, wake up the next day. You still have a whole box of collected crap food that you're like, all right, looks like I'm going to have to eat this. And that one day turns into one week, you still haven't finished it. Week two, still haven't finished it. And you're just feeding up, feeding up on those, <laughs> those craving foods. And it's like an alcoholic. Like if you have an alcoholic and you have alcohol in the house, what the hell do you think is going to happen? It's too easy to uh, too easy to cave in, too easy to like have that lack of discipline where it's always around you. I'm so lucky. I live in a fitness household where really you, we come home and like if you really want something sweet, you got to I don't know lick some salt and get your closest because we just don't have that food in our house, which makes prep super super easy. But stockpiling foods is Jared. Yeah, you you're always going to be around it, so. It's definitely not the best way to do. Um, My advice to a lot of people is go out, and if you're going to have those dessert meals, go out to a restaurant. Um, Have them out there. Maybe have sticky dates, all those type of things, out at the restaurants, but don't bring anything home. So then it's like, oh, I'm full. I don't want anything. You wake up the next day. It's not there. So then you can start fresh. It's not like you're going to go out and do that. So no food ever comes home, and you it's not going to be like there for leftovers and to go back to. Um, yeah, that was the number one, stockpiling food. Um, also, another warning trigger, if you are looking up, and I definitely get a little nervous when I do see people over-obsessing on food pages during their comp prep, watching eating challenges, watching those type of uh, um, like binge eating type of things, um, looking at all those kind of foods that they want to eat and planning those type of things. It's all well and good, but in the end, I find like all the things that I do think, I don't get that now after doing quite a lot of shows, but I did like, I remember I was like, oh yes, I'd go past like pastry places and be like vanilla slice, 
God, I would love one of them. Like, finish. And then I finished comp and, like, legit did not remember about anything about it. And I was like, uh, completely forgot about it until, like, it weirdly came in, like, six months later and I looked at it and I was like, I don't really want that. Like, it doesn't look that good. Like, I was completely obsessing at it for so long. And so it's doing that, like not writing down things. Let your brain, if you really want it afterwards, go go and get it, but make sure it doesn't come home. And in the end, the biggest thing, and this is something that I always ask my clients after they have competed, what are they craving, what foods they have. And then I'm like, once you had them, what did you think? And a lot of them were like, oh, yeah, I was like really craving this new Cadbury chocolate. I'm like, how was it? And they're like, oh, it wasn't that good. And they're like, I've been obsessing over it for the last two weeks and it like had a bite and you're like, meh, it's not, not as good as you thought. So it's just being real with yourself, being very self-aware throughout this whole period of what kind of kinks get you. If you know that you're going to struggle with those things, already implementing um, implementing things within the house of maybe talking to your housemates, talking to your partner, talking to things like, look, this is what I, I'm looking for in, in off-season, don't buy me these chocolates post-comp or don't do this, this or this. Um, definitely to make sure that you do stay structured and you don't end up in a situation where you've con- like controlled a too much weight or you've uncontrollably had a weight gain. You have to go into another prep to just lose the weight or you have to pull your deficit down even more. Um, yeah, it's just just never a good sign. So hopefully there's a few things you could pick up from this. I know this podcast is going to come at a very timely rate because there are so many shows that we are coming into and coming to an end for this season. Um, But yeah, hit me up in any topics that you are finding. If you want me to talk on anything, um, shoot me a message. The best way to reach me is my Instagram. Like I say in every single one, Jake underscore Abel underscore official. Hit me up. Let me know. I know a lot of people have been sharing these podcasts um, on their story and like tagging them. I reshare them because it's. I'm absolutely hyped about it. Like the more like you guys are supporting me on this, I'm just like it gives me a buzz and I'm like yeah. So thank you to all those people that are listening, are sharing them on your podcasts. I'm trying to put out the most valuable information. Which to be honest, I've put this out so many times to individual clients. Um, that I'm just like, stuff it. It needs to actually, like, it's important information that needs to get out there to a bigger, wider audience in the end. And that's why I'm doing what I am doing. Okay, guys, don't hoard shit. I will (laughs) enjoy the rest of the comp season. I'm going to keep on these. um, New topic in the next couple of days. I will talk to you guys soon. See you later.